Hey, this is Jen. You know what? You know what would mean the world to us? What? If you would leave a review and a comment and star us, I don't know, five, I don't know, can you star us 10 if you can? 10 stars, please. It really does help us. And our passion is to help people and reach more people. So we would so appreciate if you would just take a few moments to do so. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you are listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. (laughs) Cheers, babe. Hope you're doing well. Good to see you. Well, we can't see you, but... We feel you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel you. We love you. <laughs> hey, today I am so excited. We have a guest. They're technically not in Coffee Talk Studios with us, but they are on the phone. And it is, this woman has been, her name has been dropped on this podcast. I don't know. What do you think, babe? Every other episode. Dozens of times. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> The wonderful, the majestic, the one and only Molly Jensen. <laughs> Molly Jensen. Molly, thanks for joining us. Those are such kind words. Thank you. <laughs> well, you are the kindest person that we have ever met. That's yeah. a fact. And, and for all the listeners, this is the woman who changed my life. I would say two years ago now. Wow, it's been two years. Our marriage was in crisis, and she came to the rescue. She rescued me, us, and it's never been the same. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's been such a blessing. Um, I feel, as a woman, you know, that we all need mentors, not only mentors in our life, that we can, um, you know, watch from a distance, but also people in real time that can um, give feedback and counsel. And she's been that for me personally, for us. And so I am thrilled out of my mind that she's (laughs) on the podcast this morning. So So thank you. Molly, how how are you doing? We've all been in quarantine for, oh, I mean, over a month now, six. How how are you and your husband, David? How are you guys doing? Oh, it's only been a month. I thought it was a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I I pretty much have had, excuse me, I've had the same schedule because we're both in the medical office and um, we we go into work every day and we come home. Uh, But what I am noticing is after work and weekends, it's that's where I'm isolating and it's. I love people, and I don't like being away from them. Yeah. So now you're able to still. Are you doing like Zoom calls? Are you doing phone calls with people? Or how are you doing meeting with people in person? How are you How are you navigating that? Because you're working every well, single day. Tell them we, you know, telehealth. But I finally, after eight hours of that screen, decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. Um, <clears throat> it's just sometimes it doesn't work, and then I'm behind, and then, you know, just there's a lot of complications that way when you're trying to go back to back with people. So. I just do phone consultations right now. Yeah. I know a lot of friends that are, have been calling you, and I kind of feel like we're all getting a free one this morning. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is so I mean, people, you need to share this podcast with your friends and family because this is free counseling right here. <laughs> oh, man. Molly, can I say this? Um, I've always, most of my life, my adult life, I'm 43, but for the majority of my life, I've always been the guy who was like, I didn't frown on counseling, but it wasn't for me. I was always the guy who's like, hey, if you like to get counseling, good for you. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but for me, I don't need counseling. Like, I don't need it. And then I can honestly say you single-handedly have forever <laughs> changed my viewpoint on counseling. Um, oh, you're so kind. <laughs> well, Thank I'm being you. honest. And I think, you know, Jen referenced like two, two and a half years ago, us going through the the hardest, the hardest, hardest season of our marriage for sure. And... I remember like going to counseling was just like, well, yeah, what else do we have to lose? Like this, we, I kind of felt like I'd already lost it. So I'll just, I guess we'll hear what this sweet lady has to say. You know, and that's kind of how I was approaching it. And I will never forget. Um, It just, 
I don't know. You have a gift and a grace. I suppose like if a professional athlete has a gift, um, if a if a if a professional singer or a music composer, they have a gift. You have a gift to just help people. Yeah. Um, I I had a friend who's a buff guy. I think he's seen you. I won't say his name. He's tatted up. He's just a big buff dude. And I was like, yo, you need to, you need to talk to this this woman. Her name's Molly. And um, I remember saying to him, I was like, she gets it. She's just one of those women in life that somehow, and you're the you're the furthest away from tatted up. You're this guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, and I was, and, you know, it felt weird saying to this guy who's just like, you know, you might think man. would kill you with his bare hands. Like this woman is going to, um, she's gonna she's gonna get you, man. And he, I'll never forget. He came back to me. He's like, oh my goodness like he just he was like dude i've never i've never so there's first of all we want to thank you personally jen and i for all that you've done in our lives and marriage and the friends and people that you've impacted but we also wanted to just pick your brain and get your wisdom as an expert in the field when it comes to i think during these days mm-hmm. um all of us deal with dark days right all of us deal with emotions and insecurities and depressions and angers and worries and fears that's normal in everyday life I can only imagine how it's compounded exponentially during yeah. these what is a worldwide pandemic, um, lockdown, um, the fear of what will happen in the economy in the future. I can only imagine. I mean, would you say? I mean, you're you're on the front lines. You, your husband is a doctor, medical doctor. You're you're a doctor of the brain. <laughs> I mean, how do we <laughs> in the heart and yeah, emotions? Yeah. Um, yeah, of the soul. You're a soul doctor, um, Molly. Like. Um, has it has it gotten worse for people? Would you say things are about normal? Are people is this paramount in people's lives right now? Is there a lot of fear out there, anxiety? From your opinion, you know, it started out. Um, people were funny and creative, and a side of them I had never seen was starting to show up. Very resourceful, creating themselves, reinventing themselves online, right? Finding a whole new way of making money. And I was very, very impressed with when they reached down and found all kinds of things they didn't know that they were. And then toward last week, and definitely, uh, yeah, last week, the irritability, the dissension, the you know difficulty, all of that is starting to show up now. And the fear, uh, because of the economy, is starting to really show up. My concern is the reentry of going back out there. When we were all isolated and, and quarantined, we did it as a world, a planet, a globe, all of us, the whole, everybody. Right. And that was easy to do because we're all on the same page. We're but in, now yeah. we're going to go out there, and this is state to state, governor to governor, how they regulated this. So what one person thinks is safety, the other person might think isn't necessary. So we're going to get into a lot of those things mm-hmm. yeah. and a lot of – it's not – um, PTSD, but there's going to be this situation where, you know, you've gone through something hard and you don't think about it. You hold it in a little bit as you're going through it until you get out of it. Then once you get out of it, it's like you have that meltdown or that, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I just went through. Wow. So that I'm looking at some of that, but um, I'm that- kind of proud. I'm kind of proud of people the way they have been handling it. It, ha- it. It's they're doing the best they know how. Not always perfect, but they are trying so hard in such a difficult season. Yeah, that's so true. And I've noticed that too, that people are actually, you said this thing, it's like they're finding things in them that they had no idea were there. And sometimes it takes seasons like this, days like this, desperation like this to to find in us. Like, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know that, 
you start to see the good. But I think what you're saying, and I want to talk more about that because that's so real. So you said a lot of times the meltdown doesn't come in the middle of it. It comes once you've gotten through it. Exactly. Um, so, cause I mean, like I was looking at Jen and Vic and I, Vic, the sound chick in the studio this morning. And we were all talking like, man, what kind of like, we're doing great during this. Like, I feel like we're like, like, I think we're being super mindful that not everyone's doing great, but we're super grateful that we're, we're actually mentally healthy, emotionally. We're, we seem to be really navigating and processing this season. I did notice last week though. Like yeah. last week, like it, I mean, it's so funny you say that because like we started like, I had two days, the last two days, I haven't gone outside. Up to this point, I've been outside every single day. Walks, energy, um, plans, like, you know, we're doing it. We have a routine. And then the last two days, Molly, I've been doing a puzzle on the couch watching Netflix. That's really real. <laughs> I'm not sad, but I'm close but to being sad. <laughs> um, what, how can people prepare? How can we prepare for this? Because reentry is real. Georgia has opened up. We have a lot of friends in Atlanta, Georgia. They've pretty much just gone full on into back to Seattle, which I mean, we all have our opinions. I'm kind of scared. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, we have family there. They've done the same thing. Theaters are open and restaurants are back open and salons and gyms and people are just going for it. And it's like, I hope they're right. And I hope, I hope we're good, but they may not be. What, how can we prepare for that melt, that potential meltdown? Like what is some of your advice that you would give to people Oh, you know, we've never been this way before. And I don't think we have a, a rule book for this. I think that we are, every day it morphs into something else. I can't believe how many times we've had to adapt throughout the day to the news that comes out. And we're not really good at adapting that fast that many days in a row and mm. still coming out of this confused. It's overwhelming information. I think the one of the toughest states of being is ambiguity and confusion. Wow. So when you when you feel confused and everything seems ambiguous, the plan isn't clear, and and sometimes you feel like you're just jumping off the, off the you know high dive into the deep end or something, and hoping for the best. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So how would we deal with that? Um, I like what you said about how you guys are getting along because I think that has been one of the good things that's happened. I've heard some of my clients say that they've gotten to know their spouse and really, really enjoy getting to know them more, their children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that teens um, are supposed to be individuating from their parents. And when they've been doing that at school this year and then they have to come back into the household and and they're quarantined with their family and that's who they're trying to individuate from right so uh they're restless and edgy and full-on teen in that way um so everybody's trying to you know navigate homeschooling and who's ever done that before so all of these people went into this with problems to begin with and then suddenly all of this placed on top of them with everything taken away, everything that they used to use for their venting or just getting, you know, freedom from whatever is now taken away. And so going back out there, um, we're going back out after having reestablished ourselves as sequestered and we're not talking, we're we're like moving away from somebody if they come down the street, like back away. And now we have (laughs) to go out there (laughs) or just like not even, kind anymore so i think that when we go back out there it has to be grace filled because we've all been through something pretty rugged and i don't think we even know yet what that's done to us until we have some time to think about it and process it Mm -hmm. i think it's done good things i think it's done some things that are 
going to have to be processed. Um, Everybody's in a different situation and my heart just breaks. Uh, There's some really hard things out there right now that people have had to suffer through and they're going to come out of this too. I think if we can just look at it as a unit that we've all done this together and we can do this reentry together as well, but it's going to take a lot of kindness and understanding that there's people that are now germphobic in a bad way. Right. Right. I mean, a serious way. And oh, Vic the sound uh, chick is a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a really bad and way. It, are it, you, it, Molly? You said you are? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, no. and you know, I'm so glad you said that because we were just having a conversation downstairs before this recording about even even my stance and then the difference between Victoria's stance of you know social distancing. I, I'm much more, uh, I guess, casual about it than mm-hmm. maybe some people are. And and I think just even, like you said, the reentry of just so many different people's, um, you know, emotional state of how they're going to, mm-hmm. are they going to shake someone's hand? Are they going to hug them? You know, mm-hmm. I would probably go go in for a hug and the person that mm-hmm. I'm hugging is like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe because yeah. maybe, mm-hmm. every personality is so different. What would be the one thing, you did say um, care and kindness, but, you know, maybe on top of that, what are some of the things that, the top things that we should be remembering as we reenter? Just mentally and emotionally? I think that we we have to have an extra, a huge extra dose of understanding as we go through this and realize that we're not through it yet. We just went through phase one. We haven't seen what's out there yet, and we don't know what's to come. Yeah. Um, there's And it's an election year of all things. So there's a lot of tension, and I think the thing that you provide, which I love, is laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, laughter is good for us. It's really good for us. And so... Finding things that bring joy and laughter and connection and and just peace for ourselves that we can get through this. When somebody disturbs you or you disturb them because we're not complying with someone's rules or we're upsetting somebody, you have to realize they're not healthy yet. They've gone through something and it's right. hard for them. Um, and so we really pull back on judgment and just sure, remember yeah. that we're all trying to do this successfully together. So like when we're walking down the street and and I say hi to the people across the street and they don't even acknowledge us, you're telling me I should just let it go. (laughs) Because I'm like, hey man, that's kind of (laughs) rude. That was happening before all this. (laughs) Um, Molly, there's two two types of of people I'd love for you just to speak speak to. The first one comes to mind is I was with a group of um, really close friends. We did social distancing outside around a bonfire. Illegal. No, we were really uh, careful. But um, they most of them in the you know, that night we're young uh, moms with young kids. And um, I knew that it's been difficult, but I think after that night I, I took away and realized, oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought. My mm-hmm. kids are older, so I'm not in it like so many moms are right now. What would you say to a mom who's home all day, homeschooling with small children, kind of losing their mind in a lot of ways, also struggling maybe even in their relationship with their husband? What would be some of the things that you could say just briefly to their situation? I just think they're such heroes. Mm. You know, I my heart really goes out to them because I, I don't know if anybody on, you know, who has had to go through that before. <laughs> it's just so hard. Right. Um, men don't always understand what their wives are going through. If, if it's a stay-at-home wife and he goes off to work, now they're all home together and and now she's homeschooling, or maybe she did before, but nevertheless, all of that becomes sort of on her while he's maybe doing work from home or something. Right. But it's 
it's a burden that's like eight people's jobs. It's they're taking over for the school system. They're taking over for the training of everything. And the kids don't always like to be home. They don't want to be in the house. The pressure that they're under is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they need, I think they need a lot of congratulations because kids on, on a really good day just are so needy and so demanding. Um, and to put the, all of the family in this circumstance is so hard. It's almost like we need to create a new holiday after this. Like I agree. Like quarantine mom's day. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Like, for the rest of their life. Yeah. Thank you. For Your kids are mom. all still alive. Like, I know we have Mother's Day, but can we create like yeah. another one? <laughs> like, you I mean, know, I, I just, I think they're the most unsung heroes, heroines mm-hmm. of our culture because their job is so stressful emotionally and physically it never ends it's 24 7 and now we're throwing so much more on top of that job that they never were prepared for um and it's just amazing that they can get through it and do as well as they're doing and some aren't some aren't doing well yeah okay molly um before quarantine before coronavirus i would have said a lot of times like um, it's so good to get alone time, like in the busyness of our days and the hecticness of your week, like just to find time for you, me time, alone time, get away, get quiet, get still. Now, six and a half weeks into this, I'm kind of wondering, <laughs> is there such a thing as too much alone time? Um, so on that, I kind of would like you to, okay, so all of us who are married, all of the family units that are listening, that we're all quarantined together, um, I like spending my life with Jennifer is the greatest thing in my life. Like when I said I do 23 and a half years ago, it was like, dude, I want to spend my life with you. What I don't think any of us were saying is I would like to spend every <laughs> single waking moment yeah, that, that of was the, the day and the weeks confined in the same room as you. Like, How do we survive? So, Molly, help. This marriage thing. Please, please help him. Yeah. Well, you know, the other day I thought to myself, wow, like I – I love my husband, but I work all day and then I get to come home in the evening and make dinner and hang yeah. out and go to date night once a week. And, yes. and it's, it's, it's that wonderful. was easy. <laughs> now I'm with this guy 24 seven. Oh, and I'm I, this guy now. I love him. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But I, I think for me, I've had to realize, okay, wait a minute. He's my best friend. And this has really been teaching me a lot. But what would be some of your counsel to um, married, married couples, couples, families? You know, like, how can <laughs> yeah, we, I, I how think can that, we do this? How do we still love each other and like each other? <laughs> well, when you first met, you didn't live together. And so you would go about your day and then you would get together and you would bring refreshment to the other person. New ideas, new thoughts, where you've been, what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And so you were always kind of bringing that food to the other person. When you're together all the time, everything's experienced exactly at the same time together. You aren't going away and then coming back again. You're always there. So like with little kids, you know, I tell moms, get out of the house. Take a little day break because the kids will like you better and you'll like them better when you come home. It's the same thing with with, uh, um, the parents and the couples. If you don't get away from each other, you don't appreciate each other as much. It's not as... It's grueling after a while. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something about, is the only thing I'm doing the wrong thing in your eyes? <laughs> you right. know, because you become so, yeah. you just you That's stare so at every single, you know, and you get picky. So if you could get away from each other in whatever way that you can and then come back, that reunion of coming back is the best part of it. If you don't, it gets stale and it's like, you're irritating me now. That's I mean, even best friends really don't live together. 
And if they go out for a while together, after a while it gets old and they want to get away from that person too. It's just that way. We're like that. So like I think one of the things that we've done unintentionally but I've noticed a change is like I I just like to be outside. So does Jen. So like she'll go for a walk by herself or we'll go together. But we've – like I'll be sitting out on the patio for two hours whether I'm studying or reading or – and she'll be inside doing something. And then like we've noticed when we – it's been two or three hours. I'll come in and I'll just kind of like hug her like, oh, good to see you. You know what I'm saying? And I think – and you know the way we used to get away from each other is like – uh, I'll go to work or I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go golfing. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to go to the spa or the salon. I'm going to go get drinks with the girls. You know, like now it's like, I'm going to go to the living room. You go go to the garage. (laughs) But it's real, right? We need to do that. And you know, I read a, um, a stat and Molly, maybe this is not the truth, but I'm divorce is on a, on a huge rise right now. Just for couples in general, and maybe couples who are listening who are kind of really on the verge of kind of quitting, what would you say coming out of this season? What would you, or I guess what would be your words? Oh, yeah. They, I think everybody went into this with underlining issues that we all kind of just ignore or we'll deal with it later or I don't want to get into that, that kind of thing, have kind of surfaced for some people. I think we're going to have a lot of babies in nine months, and I think we're going to have some divorces. There's domestic violence is up. Suicide and murder are up. Also, Bible sales are up, which is good. Yeah, uh, but That's um, I'm glad. I think when you get you get too much pressure on the coupleship, they end up. It just squeezes out stuff that's been there all along, and they mm-hmm. either have the option of working it through or putting it on hold until they can get help. Um, it's it's a bad idea to try to work through something while you're confined like this with the kids because it could get difficult. So, um, but that will surface and it could be noted, like we really need to take this one and deal with it finally. So that's That's where we're going to, so I'm going to repeat that because I want to, I think that is super helpful. You said in this season, it's actually not the best time to try and work it through because of the confinement, but it's something where we need to, as couples or close family members, like, okay, this is clearly an issue and we need to, we need to, we need to come back to this. And a mediator. And I think the thing that was so, um, incredibly helpful in our season was is I needed a mediator. I needed someone else to uh-huh. say, no, you're actually wrong, Jennifer, or you're actually right, Jennifer, in this in front of my husband. It was like, but it was that <laughs> more so the right. Either way. I was say more so the wrong. <laughs> the wrong and the right. But it but it was validating when I knew it was a right it was also um liberating when I, you know you're wrong. Like that's actually not healthy. Someone else saying it besides my husband, right? Or and and yeah. having that mediator really was um a life it was changing, a life changing for me. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I think that it's really you get into these cycles, repeated patterns, recursive cycles where you just simply do this dance that you can't convince the other person of what you're seeing and they're not gonna listen. And so when you're standing in front of a stranger and they're saying they're the audience to that situation. They say, but did you think about that? Or did you hear what that person just said? That helps so much because you have almost a referee to um, manage that situation for you. Getting back to that thing about (laughs) going to the living room to get away. We, we have literally, and some people are living in really small quarters. We have become our jobs if we're working at home. We've become schools if they're homeschooling. We've become movie theaters on our screens. That's our entertainment. That's also our vacation place now. Yeah. And, um, you know, everything. Our shopping is online, so we have our shopping centers at home now. Everything is happening at home. 
and way too much screen time to make that happen. So the tension around all this and everybody needing the screen, you know, because yeah. just to get through the day with five people all needing that to get their work done. Wow. So there's a lot of um, disruption to normal is, I guess, the best way to put it. Yeah. I've been asking a lot of people, so what have you learned? <clears throat> what have you lost? What have you gained? And what are you going to do differently when you get out of this? I love that. That's a great question. Can you say that one more time? That's oh, I hope so. so. I'm not sure what I said, but um, okay. I can so repeat it for you. <laughs> what have you learned in this quarantine time? What have you learned? What have you lost? What have you um, gained? What have you gained? And what are you going to do differently when you get out of this? For myself, I thought, oh my gosh, I thought I would go crazy if I couldn't do all the things I'm used to doing. Here's what I learned, and I'm so surprised by it. I haven't missed any of them. Wow. The only thing I've missed is people. Right. Yeah. I have so missed hugging people and looking them in the eyes, real yes. eyes, not screen eyes. Yeah. And just being together and laughing together and enjoying life together and all of that, that I miss. The rest of it, I didn't miss any of it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> it is. And I think that's I can how... fill up all that time now yes. with different things, things I hadn't thought of before. So that's kind of a eye-opener for me. Yeah. I also learned I'm addicted to chocolate. I hope that not everybody hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm with you, girl. I'm, I'm with you. You're not addicted to chocolate. <laughs> if I have it, something sweet, it's uh, chocolate. Molly, just <laughs> as you're talking, like I'm just in my mind, I'm like, your voice is so soothing. <laughs> like it's literally bringing peace <laughs> to our souls. Okay, can we do this real quick? I want to ask you a couple more questions and um, I know we could go forever, but um, can we do, we want to get to know you. We want the listeners to get to know you. So I'd like to do um, a speed round. With Molly okay. Jensen, and so oh this my gosh, is just. Do have to do this quick. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just. These, I'm gonna ask you questions, and it's not about. It's just kind of like your first answers. We kind of want to get to know you. It, it'll be fun, okay? okay. And I'll okay. be. A, I'll be appropriate. Okay, let's start out easy, Molly. What is your favorite type of music? You know, I love all music, and the reason I do is it takes me away. It just takes me into another place, a place that they've kind of created for me to enjoy and it lifts my spirit i just my soul just gets happy so yeah and it and i like all kinds of it you know if you're you know not happy there's those kind of songs too that kind of hey me either oh i know sad <laughs> songs are addictive like i listen to sad songs and i cry with them i literally know songs that will make me cry if i just need to cry i'm like i'm gonna just turn that on and just have a good I cry <laughs> Okay, we really need counseling here, guys. Okay. Um, is there any song in particular you've been listening to most during quarantine? Well, I, I love how music goes past my brain and all the clutter that's up there. Mm. And it just goes right into my my soul. The, mo the ones I've been listening to the most, well, of course, worship music. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I love the music that you guys play in the beginning of your podcast. That, that, <laughs> Me too. That is that I love that. Yes. Yeah, you, um, some good Frank but, Sinatra, you know, that's yeah. my go-to. It's a good jam. Um, and I like, I like to listen to a variety of things right now because you kind of feel like you're all, you know, away from the world sometimes. And so you kind of want to reach out and just see what is still out there. Yeah. You know, that's so, awesome. That's a great yeah. question. Okay. Um, how many degrees do you have? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> you said quick. Um, well, I have four years of undergrad. I have 11 years of postgrad. I have five master's degrees. Whoa. Okay, what am I doing I with my like life? That. I actually right didn't now. know exactly. You have five master's degrees. I give up. What am I doing with my At life? At what point is it not enough, Molly? <laughs> oh, 
You, you know why? This is what I say to all the smart people in the world. Oh, thank you man. for going to school for me. Oh, okay? man. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of think it was just an accidental thing. You know, just one thing sounded like a good idea, and then that thing sounded like a good idea. But they all kind of came together in, accidental. in what I'm doing. So I, yeah. I am glad I did all that. And yeah. I do love it. So We're glad you did it, too. Okay. Um, yeah. Who's more emotionally stable, Jen or myself? Oh, that was really a bad. I think Vic. <laughs> 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 no, Molly, you have to, that's the listeners true. want to know what you think. That was a setup. All right, I got one. Um, Molly, favorite place you've ever visited? You know, um, when I was in high school, we went to this ski on a ski trip. Uh, my family and I just really enjoyed the mountains and the beauty and mm. all of that. I just took it all in, like in France and Italy and things like that. Yeah. And then I came back, and I realized we have that if you just go over the pass. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so true. It's it's 45 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I think right here is a gorgeous place to live. Yeah, look, at you're so great. It, it really is. Um, it's absolutely it, gorgeous. Um, favorite coffee. Do you drink coffee, Molly? Oh, you, yes. Oh, okay. for sure. Yes. Um, Fidalgo. Um, yes, Fidalgo. That's great coffee. Oh, I love it. And that's my uh, quarantine coffee, you know, because yes. you have to make it at home. Yeah. Uh, if I were to go out, I would go to Mercury. But oops, geez, I wish I hadn't said that because those lines are infinity oh, lines now. Goodness. And it's now I'm thinking thing. you're going to all go there and I'm going to have to wait a lot longer in yeah. that line. <laughs> Mercury's coffee. I think, they're local, of, I think they're local to Seattle most yeah, of the time. But what yeah. kind of drink so. when you go? Is it just a drip coffee? Do you like lattes? Well, I am just doing their drip, and sometimes I splash a heavy cream in it, Me a little too. bit of ice cubes to cool it down. <laughs> you put ice cubes in your coffee? I oh, do. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> so you could just get iced coffee. That's a thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Molly, you're the best. Okay, can we get back to um, a couple more questions, and then we'll thank you for your time. I know, honestly, for many of us, we're trying to find things to do. Like I watched the movie I Am Legend by Will Smith, which is all those things it's seem so real disturbing. now. But like he comes up with a routine. Like there was a virus that killed all of humanity. Thank God that's not happening to us. But he just gave himself a routine. I think you actually, you're working maybe longer hours or harder than you were before this because people need you so much. All of the <clears throat> the medical industry and doctors, we're so grateful for you. So thank you yes, so much you. for, um, thank you for being someone that we can lean on all of us um, when, you know, and you need someone to lean on too. And I, I hope that you're finding that. And I know you have such a great marriage. David's such a great man. And um, you know, obviously, but let me ask you this, how can we um, measure and maybe you can give us some handles on this, how we're doing in days like this emotionally. Oh, and yeah. mentally? Well, you know, I really, I, I think sometimes we fool ourselves. Um, yeah. Back to that first thing you said, I kind of think I need a vacation after this. Yes. <laughs> That's so real. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, the emotional component in you. So when you're with a person in your family and they say, you know, I've noticed that you sleep a lot or you're not sleeping a lot or you're eating or you're not eating or you're irritable or you're withdrawn. I mean, there's just all these differences. There are nuances sometimes, but there are differences. We're not the first person to notice that, but our family or our friends are. Right. If, and if you don't have a friend living at home or a family or any member or anything, I would get a buddy online and I would just say, you know, just give me an update if I'm changing in any way that you see. 
Yeah. Because sometimes we don't realize we're kind of slipping into a more depressed state. Um, all of us are going through something we haven't gone through before. So irritability is easy to get into because it's irritable. You're, you get irritable when someone takes away from you everything you do. Yeah. yeah. It creates in you just this extreme irritability. It's like you can't do that to me. And but but it's happening. And then they throw your schedule into nothing but havoc and you have to keep figuring out how to do it. It's really, really hard. So to be able to have allow people to speak into what they see in you mm-hmm. and not get defensive, just say, okay, yeah, all right, maybe I need a nap. Maybe I am feeling this. Maybe I should just take a little bit of a time out. It's like giving, but, giving some people and a person or two a permission yes. to um, – Maybe say, yeah, you're, you are a little more negative and edgy, you know, uh-huh. giving permission. And I think um, Billy and I kind of had that discussion last week. We were pretty irritable with each other. But it was like, hey, okay, so where is the time in the right timing at the, at the right place to say to you, hey, you're uh-huh. really irritable with us more than you realize, you know, and being able. Well, to- I think it's, I don't think it's, I wouldn't start with the problem. I would start with is there anything I can do for you today that you might need? Start with, they probably need something. They're probably not doing okay. And if you can let them identify it instead of you telling them, they'll be more cooperative. Dear Lord. That's That's why we talk to you, Molly. That's so brilliant. Start, don't start with the problem. Like, Hey, I'm noticing this, but like, Hey, what can I do to help you? And then allowing people to come to their own Own conclusion. conclusion. Like, you know what? I'm not okay. That's mm-hmm. so much healthier. Like, and I think that's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, Jid, did so you write it down? I, that's so good. <laughs> I write it down. Billy, Billy do you, are you writing it down? I need to. I need to. Um, that's oh. so good. But it but I love that you said even having if you're single or you're or alone a lot, is find a buddy, find somebody that can come alongside and encourage you, speak into your life, um, and ask those questions and ask them the right way. And that's just so, so helpful. I also think journaling. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people don't journal, but I think if you started when you would see in your own journal that you're changing somewhat, and maybe that's a day that you need to just self-examine, like, what do I need? What's going on? What am I upset about? Because a lot of times we're the last person to know. Yeah. But you would, might maybe you would write it out. You might you might see it in a journal. Yeah. I but yeah. That. I journal daily. I think that's brilliant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. It's such worrisome times. Like there's, and there's actually a lot of legitimate things. I think some of our worries are unmerited. They're made up in our minds. We live in a day and age right now where our worries are, are grounded in reality. Um, Uh We're most likely officially going to be in recession after the next month or so, you know, the technical definition of recession, it could go further. Uh 20, 23 million people in America filed for unemployment, which means they've also many of them lost health insurance. Um, businesses are closing. There's a pandemic. There's a disease that keeps spreading. <laughs> like there are yeah. certainly things well, to worry about. Let me ask you: Is it um, is it okay to worry about tomorrow? Like, how do we do that? Because we def and you don't. I know you don't subscribe to this. I we don't. I don't believe in ostrich mentality. Like, just put our heads in this in the dirt. Pretend it's not there. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Like, we do believe we're going to get through this, but there are legitimate things today. I think of friends who've been fired during the pandemic, lost their jobs. Yeah. There was nothing they could do. Like, the, their company's like, hey, we, we can't pay you. Um, and then they can't pay their rent or their mortgage. And they have no idea what they're going to do. We don't know how long this will last. So is it okay to worry? And how can we worry well? Is that even a thing, Molly? Like, how can Yeah. I, I feel like what I've noticed about this population in America is 
there's a strength in there that that I just haven't seen before. Um, when you look at what we're heading into, people need something to control so they feel in control. Mm. And so if there are things that you do have control of you, and you know you can control something, it does give you a sense of, okay, well, I got that done. The things you can't control, they really are out of your control. If you spend time worrying about them, and it's not like you can just not worry, but if you obsess on them, what you've done is you set a pattern in your brain, and it's not going to bring you a lot of productivity or ways out of this mess. It's going to bring you down mostly. So being able to find things that you can do, do those, the things that you can't fix and can't do anything about, get above it. Just get above it in your head. Realize it's this isn't something I can fix. So I don't know what everybody else does out there, but I just, when I don't know what to do, my eyes are on God. Yeah. And I just let him take it all. And I know he has a plan for each of us. And I know that he says, I will get you through this. So I do trust that if it's this complex and it's so far out of my control, I have to give it over to him and trust, just trust. Yeah. That's That's so, so I so appreciate you saying that. I I think of like our faith, you know, obviously on this podcast, Mm -hmm. we've made no secrets that, you know, Jen and I are people of faith. You're a person of faith, Molly. And Mm -hmm. I just think in seasons like this, the need for faith in something bigger than ourselves. Yes. For us, that's God. That's Jesus, oh, right? Yes. Um, it's, it is, it's an anchor to your soul. Um, yes. And there's so little. I'm reminded in days like these, like there's so little that we actually control. Right. I have a hard enough time controlling my own emotions, my emotions. I certainly can't control Jen's emotions or you know, my kids' emotions <laughs> right. um, or other people's. So there's... The category of what we control and the, and the category of what's out of our control are so vast. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's very small what we actually control. And I love that you say that. Figure out what it is that you can control and mm-hmm. do that. Just like, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. you're saying really is that those little things, maybe it's just, for me, it's just getting up, making my bed every day and working out. That's what I can control. Get, you're mm-hmm. going outside and doing some things or organizing the house because it gives me a sense of, satisfaction. You're, what you're saying is, is, is do those things because it really does help. You have a little bit of sense of routine and control. You have to do that. Um, I remember this is such a off, but anyway, my dad died when I was like nine and a half. And I remember the morning after this neighbor came over and she said, let me help you make your bed. And I thought, make my bed. <laughs> I should not have to make my bed right now. <laughs> right, right. But by making my bed, and and then she said, now let's go eat breakfast. You know, everything was mm-hmm. done in a routine way. And I think when you're in crisis, you need routine. Mm-hmm. You need regular, normal activities. So, you know, if you get up at a certain time, stay getting up at that same time. If you go yeah. to bed at a certain time, keep that time. Do things that have purpose and meaning and try to make meaning out of what you're doing if you can't you're going to find it useless. So um, getting up and doing the normal everyday things that you should do will make you feel more normal. If you just let it go chaotically, everything in your life will feel like that. Yeah. So stick to something that looks normal. So good. And that, if you're, if you're listening, that comes from a professional. Okay. That's not an opinion (laughs) from a pro. I I can't remember. I read a quote the other day, but it was something like worrying about tomorrow will actually change nothing about tomorrow, but it will rob you of your peace today. And I think that's so real. Like, um, there's things to worry about, but there are also things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And so you just wake up every day, 
do the things that you can do and mm-hmm. give yourself to that. And knowing that I, I honestly do believe this. Molly, do you, I've said this a few times. I wonder if you agree with this statement and I know you'll be honest. I do feel that we'll be stronger on the other side of this. As oh, absolutely. As- absolutely. We are going through something we've never done before. And, and that bandwidth in us, all of us will not be the same. It is going to widen yeah. and whatever we're going into is going to be easier to do because of where we've just come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we oh have, God. we've developed some understanding about ourselves, our families, our community, our country, our world that we didn't have before. So we have more tools, yeah. more adaptability, I think. Uh, we may not know that about ourselves, but when we have to apply it, there it will be. We will have it. Yeah. So well said. Molly, this has been so helpful. Um, honestly, I, I don't know if you, we didn't tell you we are going to do this, but we're actually, anyone who listens to this episode, we're charging them $100. We're going to send you. We'll send you the check. We'll send you 50 of that. We feel like we're we're going to make a little profit here. I'm you know kidding. what I mean, Molly? Oh, my, um, oh my gosh. It's been so much fun. And honestly, just sitting here listening to you, is, I'm already learning. I always learn in your presence. And I think it's so important. You said something about having a mediator. And you know what? Can I just say to all the listeners, that's what counseling does. It, if you're in a conflict with your, your mother or your spouse or a family member, go to counseling because it, it brings a mediator into your world to really navigate your life. And it does really change things. So thank you yeah. so much, Molly. It's yeah. been such oh, a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. It was so good to be with you guys. I love how you make me laugh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I can't wait till we can all get together again and, and have coffee or whatever. Yes, so. you're coming to our oh. place for a bonfire and dinner very soon. Yes. yes. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a great day, won't yeah. it? Just to be yes. able to hug people and be together. And, and it will be. That, that thing, tomorrow is coming. Yes. There will be a better day. This is... This isn't going to end anything. This is just where we're at for right now. Amen. But it will end. Yes. Thank you yeah. for listening and uh, have a wonderful, yeah. wonderful. To everyone who's out there, we love you and we'll see you on the other love side. Love you too. All right. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.